I guess you could say most fundamentally we're here tonight because we're commanded to pray. As we've been thinking about in James, James 5.13, is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. There is no option for the Christian but to pray. 1 Thessalonians 5, we all know it. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We tend to usually think of God's will in this verse as applying to the giving thanks, to the, rejo- to the rejoicing always. But prayer without ceasing is right there, nestled between the two there. It's God's will that we pray without ceasing. In fact, it is a sin not to pray. In 1 Samuel 12, the prophet Samuel's response to Israel when they turned against the Lord and sought a human king was this. He said, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. There's a lot in that passage, but as one thing we can't get beyond is the fact that we are one body suffering together and that we can actually sin against the Lord by not praying for each other. And that is a doesn't say that I should sin against you by ceasing to pray for you, that I should sin against the Lord. That's a serious thing. So there's the commandment of prayer. Then there's the urgency of prayer. And I just wanted to go through a few verses from the Psalms mostly, real quickly. Um, Psalm 31, 2, incline your ear to me, rescue me quickly. Psalm 38, 22, make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Psalm 40, 13, make haste. O Lord, to help me. Psalm sixty-nine, seventeen. I am in distress. Answer me quickly. Psalm 70, verse 1. O God, hasten to deliver me. O Lord, hasten to my help. Psalm 70, verse 5. Hasten to me, O God. Psalm 71, verse 12. O God, do not be far from me. O my God, hasten to my help. Psalm 22:19 But you, O Lord, be not far off. O you my help, hasten to my assistance. Psalm 141:1 O Lord, I call upon you, hasten to me, give ear to my voice when I call to you. May my prayer be counted as incense before you. Psalm 143:1 Answer me quickly. O Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me. These are just ten verses from the Psalms. I'm sure there are many others in Scripture, but these alone are sufficient proof for us tonight that it is right, that it is pleasing to the Lord that we pray and pray urgently, that the Lord would give help and that he would give help now. There's the commandment of prayer, there's the urgency of prayer, 
and praise God, there's the guarantee of prayer. We have not gathered here tonight to engage in some hysterical, emotional fit so that after it's done, we'll feel better about things. Psalm 4.3, the Lord hears when I call to him. Psalm 18.6, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help before him came into his ears. Psalm 69.33, the Lord hears the needy, and we're needy. Psalm 34.15, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The Lord is waiting, eager, for us to cry out to him tonight. So that's the first part of the guarantee that the Lord hears when we pray, but that's not all. Psalm 120, verse 1, In my trouble I cried to the Lord, and he answered me. The Lord doesn't just hear prayer, he answers prayer. Psalm 17, 6, I have called upon you, for you will answer me. That's the reason we pray, because God answers prayer. Psalm 55, 16, 17, As for me, I shall call upon God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I will complain and murmur. And he will hear my voice. This is real prayer here. Facades put aside. There's no pretending before the Lord. This is bearing your all in prayer before the Lord. Complaining and murmuring. Isaiah 30, I will surely, I will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. Matthew 7, and we could go on and on. Ask and it will be given to you. Matthew 21, all things you ask in prayer believing you will receive. There's the command of prayer, the urgency of prayer, the guarantee of prayer, but prayer is hard. There's the struggle of prayer. In Psalm 44, 23, question was asked, Why do you sleep, O Lord? Awake. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and our oppression? What did David write in Psalm 22? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. O my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I have no rest. This is the experience we've all had. Where we feel like we're talking to the cup on the table or to the pencil laying there, or to the ceiling fan, that we can't get through to something, to someone who's animate, who can hear and understand. And that's what the psalmist experienced too. He felt like God was asleep. But what does it say in Psalm 121? He who keeps you will not slumber. 
Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. It was his, his experience that God wasn't aware, wasn't paying attention, but that wasn't the truth. That was what he was feeling at the moment. Just like David felt like God had turned away from him. <clears throat> My God, why have you forsaken me? Verse 1 and 2. But you go down to verse 21 in the same psalm, and it says, From the horns of the wild oxen, you answer me. Now, isn't that something? David's about ready to be run through. His end is imminent, and there, at that point, God answers him. Psalm 31. Blessed be the Lord, for he has made marvelous his loving kindness to me in a besieged city. A city that is surrounded a city that is taken by enemies. There, God makes his loving kindness known. As for me, I said in my alarm, I am cut off from before your eyes. God can't see. There's no way God can answer. There's no way God can save. I am cut off from before God's eyes. That was his experience. That's what he felt. But what does the verse go on to say? Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplication when I cried to you. I felt like I was cut off. Nevertheless, you did hear. This is the struggle of our, of our prayer that we've got to push through and anchor ourselves on these first things, on this guarantee that God does hear that God doesn't sleep, that God will answer. We have the command to pray without ceasing, the scriptural proof that we should pray urgently, and that God will hear us and answer us. But it's not easy. So what's the prayer? What was Paul's prayer on the road to Damascus, Acts 22? What shall I do, Lord? What else can we pray? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. And it will be. Elijah was a man... just like you and me. And he prayed earnestly. So let's pray earnestly tonight. <clears throat>